0: Well, good morning and welcome to Exchange Community Church on this Easter Sunday. If you're here for your first time, my name is Ellie, and along with my husband Mark, we are the lead pastors. And I've just got to tell you, it's such an honor to be able to be sharing the word on this Easter Sunday. If you um, haven't done so yet already, go ahead and say hello or hi in the chat section. Our team is just ready uh, to welcome you and to make you feel part of this online service. You know, when you're doing church online like this, we also gather in person for those whose health allows them to, but for our online community, it's so important that you just say hi just so that we know who we are um, doing Easter service with today. Also, if you are here for your first time and you'd like more information, wanting to know how you can get more connected or more a part of what God is doing here at Exchange, email hello at exchangecc.com and we will connect with you that way. Awesome. Well, we are celebrating the fact that that tomb is empty. Today we celebrate that Jesus died and rose again. He is alive. You know, you and I, we have life because of what Jesus did centuries ago. It is the ultimate exchange. God gave His Son so we can live. Jesus gave up His life so we can be set free. And there is nothing like Easter to remind us of the beautiful exchange that has taken place. Our first ever uh, service here at Exchange was Easter Sunday five years ago. It was a preview service. We weren't quite ready to do weekly services, but um, I just think it's awesome. Easter Sunday for me is not just a reminder of the fact that Jesus conquered death, but it's also a reminder of the goodness of God. Because every time we um, have another service, it's just a reminder that five years ago when we did that previous service, not knowing a soul, not knowing whether anyone would want to come and be a part of the journey of seeing Exchange Community Church planted here in the East Bay and five years later, I pray you celebrate with me. And if you were there on that very first preview Sunday, that very first Easter Sunday, why don't you just say in the chat section to say I remember I remember meeting downtown Walnut Creek in the movie theater and um, let's just continue to believe for countless number, more Easters together. Amen. Awesome. Well, I'm going to get straight into the preaching of the Word today. It's Easter Sunday, and I know that this is a time to celebrate with your family. Perhaps you've got an Easter egg hunt prepared for your kids after the service. So if you're taking notes, the title of my sermon is From Death to Life. From Death to Life. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 7 to verse 10. But before we do, let me pray. Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you. Sometimes, Lord, words fail us because of your goodness, because of your greatness, because of your mercy. And we come before you today celebrating the fact that this is Easter Sunday, you have risen, you have conquered the grave. Lord, I pray you bless this service today. Holy Spirit, I pray that people would feel you near. They would sense your power and your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So Ephesians 1, verses 7 to 10, I'm actually reading from... The Message Translation today, which is not something I, I often do. I certainly don't um, memorize scripture from the Message Translation because it is a, para- a paraphrase. Um, but i just got to tell you, the way the Message Translation describes, talks about this text, it just came alive in my heart. And I just wanted to share this translation with you today. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah. His blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We are a free people. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus, his blood poured out on the cross, you and I are a free people. What are we free from? Free of penalties, punishments, that have been chalked up by all our misdeeds. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, church, we are free. Free from sin, free from all the things that we do wrong because of his sacrifice. And I love how the message translation says this, and not just barely free, abundantly free. Let me say that again. This Easter Sunday, scripture tells us because of what Jesus Did on the cross, you and I are abundantly free. Not just a little free, not just half free. No, you and I are abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything. Let that sink in right now. Everything he thought of and he provided that we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans that he took such delight in making, he set it all out before us in Christ. A long range plan in which everything would be brought together, summed up in him. Everything in the deepest heaven and everything on planet earth. What an incredible passage of scripture that describes what it is that Jesus did for us. That beautiful exchange right here in Scripture. And I love how it says God had a long-range plan. You know, that's why we know that He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He sees everything. Centuries ago and even to this day, I want to remind you that God's plan and purposes have not changed he is still in control he is still lord and he is still at working his perfect plan amen you know because jesus rose from death to life darkness has been exchanged with light because jesus rose from death to life anger can be exchanged with peace fear can be exchanged with hope worry can be exchanged for rest, sadness with joy, hatred with love, sin exchanged for righteousness. Death has been exchanged for life. Death, the death of Jesus, the fact that he rose again has been exchanged for life. You and I, a full life, an abundant life, not just an average life. I love how Mark's been sharing not just a normal life. No, you and I, we were created to make a difference. We were created to live in freedom. We were created to live in the fullness that Jesus has for us. Amen. He died so that we can be free, abundantly free. You know, I think sometimes it's a mirror of things in our own life. Sometimes, some things have to die in our own life in order for us to live the life that God has called us to live. There are some areas this Easter Sunday that you and I need to die to, that you and I need to give up and give to Him. My question to you today, what is God asking you to let die in your life? so that you can truly live in him. You know, for me to be able to stand here and preach to you today, there are things that had to die in my life. Um, For me personally, I've really had to die to the fear of men. I've had to die to worrying about the opinions of other people. You see, we left our church in Sydney I had been there when we left. I, sorry, I should say it was a church that I got saved in. It was a church that I grew up in. It was a church that I met Mark and We even got married in the church. I'd been there 22 years. It'd been my whole life. I'd served on staff as a pastor for 10 years. I had given my all, I had given everything that I possibly had to give. And when Mark and I left, people said some awful, awful things about me, about Mark. Um, When they left, they, they said I would never pastor again. They said I would never preach again. I would never minister again. And in fact, they went so far as to say that God had lifted his hand off my life that God was finished with Mark and I. You know, in order for me to silence those voices, and these are people that I grew up serving. These are people I've loved. But in order for me to fear God more than I would fear them, I had to learn to die to the fear of man. I had to learn how it is to silence some of those voices in order for me to hear God's voice. I wonder, what is it in your life, this Easter Sunday, that needs to die so that God can live in you? In order for there to be an Easter Sunday, there has to be a Good Friday. In order for Christ to rise from the grave, he first had to be crucified, for God to fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for you, there is something of your flesh that needs to die. I wonder what that is today. 2020, let's be honest, there has been a lot of loss. Some of you, you've lost loved ones. Some know someone who has lost a loved one. Millions of Americans lost their jobs. Something that we all lost is we all lost what was our normal, actually we probably shouldn't use that word normal, right? Because we're not called to be normal. We're called to stand out. But we've lost our natural rhythm of life. We lost what would normally be your routine. That is gone. You know, your drive to work, to go to your place of work, that was lost because we worked from home for much of this year and last year. We lost that normal rhythm and routine of getting the kids up and out of bed and breakfast and showered and dropping them off to school. We lost some of those natural rhythms in life. We um I remember going into like the supermarket, the grocery store, and just seeing these rows of empty shelves. We lost the ability to buy toilet paper. Seriously, of all the things in a pandemic we stocked up on toilet paper, I still remember it was we were dropping off, Mark and I were dropping off some of the Easter goodies to some of the people in our church. This time last year, and we have not been able to buy toilet paper up until this point. And I remember after we've done our we did our deliveries, we stopped into a a grocery store that's not in our neighborhood, one that we wouldn't normally go to. And I remember the joy of seeing toilet paper on the shelf. But seriously, all jokes aside, 2020, and certainly the start of 2021 has been. A year of loss. However, as a believer, loss is not the end of the story. It should never be the end of the story. So this Easter Sunday, knowing that there is no resurrection without death. And in light of everything that you and I have been through in the last 13 plus months, what is the Holy Spirit asking you to let die in your life? What attitude, wrong thinking, wrong belief, what is it that you need to allow to die in your life so that God can bring to life in you what He planned, what He purposed? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you today. Don't ignore Him today. Don't silence His voice today, but let Him speak to you. Let Him show you. What needs to die in your life so that you can experience freedom, that abundantly free, that fullness that Jesus has for you? He did not call you. He did not save you. He did not create you to live a mundane, mediocre life normal life no he called you to live in freedom to live abundantly free full of purpose full of vision full of the great things that he has in store for you so what is it that you need to let die Holy Spirit will show you if you ask him amen you know when we look to Jesus our risen Savior our risen Lord the author The perfecter of our faith. We no longer need to live in fear, no longer need to live in shame, no longer need to live in doubt. When we look where? To Jesus. Don't have to live bound because it is Jesus that sets us free. Amen? That comes when we do what? When we look to Jesus. But sometimes And let's be honest, you and I are looking for hope, for freedom, all in the wrong places. And we're not the only ones, so that's a good thing today, right? Just like Mary Magdalene and Mary, they went to the tomb to find Jesus, even though Jesus had very clearly told them, this is what's going to happen, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. But I will rise again on the third day. They knew this in their head, but they didn't comprehend it in their heart. So if we pick up the scripture, Matthew 28, verses 1 to 6. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just like he said, Come, see the place where he lay. I don't know that I can fault these women because I probably would have done exactly the same thing. I saw my Savior being crucified on the cross, I saw them take his body down from that cross. And I saw them take him to this tomb and lay his body in the tomb. And then I saw all these guards roll this massive stone across this tomb, across the grave. That's the last place they saw Jesus. I can't fault them for going back to the tomb to look for Jesus. And I love how gracious he is with us. That even when we're looking for the right thing, we're looking for Him, we're trying to look to Him. But in our humanity, we just come back to our life experience, to what we know. I think I would have done exactly the same thing. And as I was meditating on a scripture, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, My children, my church, You're looking for the right thing. You're just looking for it in the wrong place. As Christians, as believers, we're looking for peace. We're looking for justice. We're looking for hope. We're looking for grace. We're looking for fulfillment. But for many of us, we're looking for it in the wrong place. Why? Because we're looking for it within the systems that hum- humans created. We're looking for those answers to come from our institutions. In a sense, we're looking to ourselves, we're looking to our achievements, we're looking for it in our experiences, but we're not going to find the answer in things that humans have created. What do I mean by that? Our answer is not in our education system. I am so grateful. I'm so thankful for our education system. And I pray for our teachers. I pray for our principals. I pray for the superintendents. I pray that they would make godly decisions when it comes to the teaching and the equipping of our children. And I'm so grateful that my boys have had, in their schooling years so far, a Christian principal. makes all the difference. I'm so grateful for the Christian teachers that they've had. It makes all the difference. But the answers for hope, for justice, for fulfillment, for peace are not going to be found in our education system. They're not going to be found in our legal system. We pray for our lawyers, we pray for our judges, we pray that justice would be served in those courts. But if we're looking for hope, if we're looking for our legal system to provide all the answers that humanity has right now, it's like those women going to the empty tomb looking for Jesus when he has risen. It's not in our medical system. Although we pray for our doctors, we pray for our nurses, we pray for our scientists, and we're so grateful, we're so thankful for everything that they've done, especially in these last 13 months. And I know that you're in agreement with me. But the answer to the pain, to the things that humanity is looking for and seeking is not going to be found. In our medical system and is not going to be found in our political system the answer for the human heart for the condition of the human heart cannot be found in our government and i'm not saying that is not important to have a godly righteous government it absolutely is And as Christians and as believers, we pray daily for every single elected official. We pray that they would govern righteously. We pray that they would um, create systems and laws and opportunities that are based in Scripture, that their policies would be at the foundation coming from Scripture, that they would be godly, that they would be what Scripture says, right? But what we're looking for is not going to be found in our political system. Why? Because the answer cannot be found within us. It cannot be found within humans. It can only be found in who? In Jesus, who is what? Raised to life, from death to life. The answers, they are found in Him and in Him alone. They are found in His words. We are looking for the right things. We just need to be looking for them in Jesus. Amen? His words are what? They are sure, they are certain and they are true. Let me say that again. The words of Jesus are sure, they are certain and they are true. They have always been the answer and they always will be the answer. No matter what we create on earth, the fact that Jesus died and rose again means that His words, His life will always have the answers filled with hope, filled with peace. Everything that humanity needs right now can be found in Jesus. That's why as a church we are praying for and we are believing for revival. That cold hearts would be turned to Jesus. That people full of hatred would exchange that hatred for the love that Jesus has for them. The answers can only be found in Jesus. Amen? Amen. That is the good news of Easter. Jesus is the only one who died and rose again. And he's currently seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. What a beautiful picture Easter Sunday paints. John 11 verse 25 says, I am, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is what? He is the resurrection and the life. Whoever, whoever, whoever believes in me, though he or she die, yet they shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. I love scripture. I love reading it because it just changes my heart. It brings faith. It brings expectation. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Whoever, I love that, it's not for the elite. It's not for the wealthy. It's not just for the poor. It's not just for America. But it's whoever believes in me shall live. Because the minute you ask Jesus into your heart, the minute you believe in what He said, He did in what he said to do. The minute you let belief go from every other institution into the gospel of who Jesus is, that is when we become alive. And that is when the promise of eternity with God becomes a reality for you and me. The key is to believe, to believe in Jesus, that he died and he rose again this Easter Sunday I pray that these words would reach into your heart and it would become more than just knowing about Him, more than just coming to church on Easter Sunday. But I pray that something comes alive in you today as you begin to let what is not of God die so that what is of God can live in your life. You know, those who trust Jesus, do not have a perfect life. Don't let anyone fool you. We don't have a perfect life. Things don't just work out for us. There is pain, there is struggle, there is loss. But what we do have is freedom. Free Indeed, what we do have is a purpose, not just our own purpose, not just what we can think of, but God's purpose outworked in our life. I pray that you would trust Jesus today. He is what? He's the resurrection and the life. He was crucified and died, yet He lives. And I wonder, do you know that Jesus Do you know that Jesus that is alive? Do you know that Jesus that died for you, for you? It was worth Him dying on a cross because He loves you and He loves me so, so much. I wonder, do you know this Jesus? I would love nothing more than on this Easter Sunday to bow to pray for you to be able to pray that you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you would say to me, you know Ellie, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I've never become born again. Then I would love to pray for you today. Be the greatest decision you could ever make. Or perhaps if you're honest with yourself, the thing that you let die in 2020 was your relationship with Jesus. And because you did so, you've wandered far away from the goodness and the hope of who Jesus used to be in your life. And you find yourself on Easter Sunday, 2021, going, Ellie, I need to get back into that intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. And I would love to pray for you too. You're not gonna pray this prayer to me. I'm simply going to give you some words to help you connect with Jesus today. So wherever you are, I want to encourage you just bow your head, close your eyes and repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, today I come to you and I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I ask that you will come into my heart and make it your home. Today, I believe in my heart that you truly are the risen Lord, and I confess with my mouth that I believe in you. Help me, Jesus, to live every day to please you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Awesome. Best decision that you could ever, ever make. We're a church family. We're a church community. We are committed to seeing you become all that you're called to be. So would you let us know if you prayed this prayer today? You can just simply email hello at exchangecc.com and we will connect with you. We have a gift for you. You can also write it in the chat section if you want. But I just wanna say best decision ever. Jesus died and rose again so that you and I can have life from death to life. The most beautiful exchange that could ever take place. So I want to encourage you, for those of us who are Christians, this Easter, this Easter Sunday, let's continue to say to God, God, what needs to die in my life so that you can live in my life? What needs to die? Because it has no purpose so that you can bring to life that which does have purpose. Amen. We're called to live in freedom, so let's walk in that freedom. Let's continue to look to Jesus for the hope that we all seek. Let's continue to look to Jesus for justice, for um, just that freedom that I know that we're all longing for, amen. Let's not look to the answers to be in things that you and I, the humanity, the humans have created, amen. I love you all so much. Can't wait to see you next week. For those of you who want, we're gathering in person at the Ministry Centre. Still got to register because space is limited. Otherwise, I will see you online next week.